We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I just like the sound. good everybody welcome back to veterans minimum as you can hear in the tone of my voice not the most excited enthusiastic podcast i've ever put together but one that i felt like was very important kobe bryant 41 years old died today in a helicopter accident in calabasas california as you guys know i like to gather all the information before i say anything and today was really a rough day for me, despite not being the biggest Kobe fan, I appreciate greatness. I love greatness, and I always loved his game. Arguably, I mean, in my opinion, he is in the Mount Rushmore of athletes that define my generation being 28 years old, born in 1991. I can't think of a guy more deserving of being in that Mount Rushmore. I don't think you can explain the 2000s and the 2010s without mentioning Kobe. 
on the court, off the court, the impact that he's made, his sneakers and all that. So I reached out to two people that I've gotten. Well, one I know pretty much my whole life. The other one is my buddy Dilly. Dilly, I've got to know him through the Twitch streams. He's been a fan of the show for a long time, big supporter of the brand. And, you know, we've got to play Fortnite and Xbox together and shit. And a lot of times we chat, I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but oftentimes we do check in on one another. And, you know, he's born and raised in L.A., Laker fan, so Kobe's his guy. And I wanted to get the perspective of somebody that lived out there, what he meant to L.A., what he meant. Obviously, we know what he meant to the Lakers, but to someone like Dilly, who... You know, I'm recording this after the fact. Pretty sure Dilly said he was 25. So around my generation, you know, like we all are within four or five years of each other. We grew up with the same athletes. And then, you know, in the beginning, I had my buddy Dylan um, come on the show and kind of just shoot the shit about Kobe, man. Dylan's a big sneakerhead. We talk about Kobe's impact on the sneaker game and his impact his legacy, all that, you know, all that. I, I'm still at a loss for words because, you know, Kobe was supposed to be a guy that was going to be around for a really, really long time. But I guess that's just part of life where you don't know when your time comes. And no matter what it is you believe in, there is, I think, a higher power that, you know, he, when your time, when that comes knocking, you know, your, your time is done and they could go at any moment. And I really liked what Jay Will on – um ESPN said I posted it on my Instagram that shit don't matter man when you have arguments with friends or, or people on Twitter and shit just be careful what you say try not to burn old bridges and just be nice to people because in the grand scheme of things that shit don't matter so I would say sit back relax and enjoy this one Dylan and I do like to shine some light on this situation and kind of look at some of the good times because that's just how I am I always like to look at the good and things you know glass half full guy so sit back relax enjoy this one let us know what you think what did Kobe mean to you your thoughts on Kobe and the whole nine baby all right guys you know uh anytime you get an emergency podcast it's because something fucking out of control happened last time I did this was when Andrew Luck retired um this is actually way fucking different i dropped the f-bomb twice in about 30 seconds very uncharacteristic of me but joining me is my guy d-a d alabrandi dylan what up baby how are you lamb how are you oh man <clears throat> rough day bro i know both of us were texting each other back and forth group chats twitters uh of all our friends it seemed like it hit you the most of everybody so i definitely wanted to get you on here real quick like i said emergency podcast we don't have all the information but man kobe 41 years old done gone you, you know today uh it like i mean obviously it came out of nowhere you're 41 years old but uh yeah today hit me hard at work i was dumbfounded throughout the day you know when i first found out i was telling people at work like Guys, Kobe died. Kobe died. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? No one really believed it at first. It was so surreal. Yo, the craziest thing about it was that, I don't know. Let me get your thoughts on this. I, I feel like when I see something from TMZ nowadays, it's legit. It's not what it used to be in the past. 
No, you see, I actually kind of think different. I, I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. This is TMZ here we're talking about. We've seen a lot of crazy stuff on TMZ. Yeah, but I do think that was like early, early on, man. Like early on before TMZ blossomed into this fucking media power. I think now it's more legitimate, man. I can't tell you off the top of my head what the first like major story it was that they broke that was like legit that kind of started to change the narrative. But I know talking with my mom, I was upstairs in in the crib because, you know, right now I'm recording out of the home office. Yeah. I told my mom and she's like, Oh, it's TMZ, it gotta be legit. So how'd you how'd you feel about that? What what was it that actually made you believe it? Um well I mean it's things are different now. You see on Twitter, if somebody has a blue check, mm. they have some weight to their name, you know? So it's basically the amount of blue checks that you see tweeting about it. Because if it's just your average Joe, me or you know, you're not gonna, you know. No one thinks that's true. But, you know, you see TMZ, then you see this guy with ABC near his name that has a blue check, and then you see this guy in his bio, it says Fox, and then you're like, wait a minute, this actually might be true. You know, a lot of these people with that, that hold uh, weight with their name are talking about this, and it just gets scarier and scarier as you read it. Yeah, I think I, I couldn't agree with you more. I know us in the group chat with all our buddies, we were kind of just saying, yo, this guy just tweeted it, and then someone would kind of check it like, Wait, is that true? And they were like, yeah, yo, it's a blue check. And then exactly. before you know it, the uh, the Woj bomb came. And then when Woj... And that's, that's like, once that hits, you, that, then you know it's it's a story. You know, once that's the that's the period at the end of the sentence. Yeah, that's the ultimate cosign. And in this situation, it's one that we didn't want to see. But, dude, that's, how do you... That's the first ever Woj bomb nobody needed. Yeah. Yo, so... Let me ask you, tell me how you feel about this take, because us two have always dabbled in sports together. We always shoot the shit and whatnot. I do defer to you when it comes to hockey more than anyone yeah. that I know. You got more bars. How I defer to you in football. You know, you got more bars than Barry Melrose. This isn't a this isn't this isn't a, a, a podcast to put ourselves over as we have the Royal Rumble in the background. But yo, I came out and said, you know, I, I told a couple people that I was texting, I even tweeted this out. For our generation, and we're, us two are two years apart, you know, we're, we're the same generation. Yeah. He's in the Mount Rushmore, bro. Like, I was I never I was never a Kobe guy. I, like, he never, like, obviously I respected him, and a lot of times I was like, damn, yo, this bastard again, just like putting daggers in people. Like, I respected yeah. his game. You'd be a hater if you didn't respect his game, right? But for me, yes. Kobe was like, you know, I've made fun of Kobe fans in the past where... You know, there was that famous story of some dude actually drove to someone's crib to, like, check somebody. That was talking <laughs> shit about. It was, like, on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, on Christmas Day. <laughs> but, yo, dude, like, all right, my Mount Rushmore. You ready? Yeah. Tom Brady. Okay. Kobe Bryant. Yep. LeBron James and Derek Jeter. That's very solid. I wouldn't actually. I'm, I don't know about LeBron. I think. Well, it depends on the era. So you know. So so I'm saying this is this is why what, what I'm going by. Like if if you're gonna define the 2000s, right, from 2000 to 2020 at this very moment in time, I don't think you could write the history of our generation without those four guys. Yeah, I agree. LeBron came around what? Four, oh three. Oh three. But even like two years prior, he was on ESPN. That's the first time. Dude, I remember yeah. vividly just watching. I'm like, why is there high school basketball on my TV? Granted, yeah. I was like, what, 11, 12 years old when it was happening? But anyway, uh, I don't want to digress too much. You know, how, how do you feel about that Mount Rushmore? 
Um, it's actually a, a pretty accurate route, Mount Rushmore. Um, I would, th- I mean, I'm I'm a big Peyton Manning guy when it mm. comes to football quarterbacks. Even though he didn't win as much as Tom Brady, I always liked uh, Peyton Manning. Like the whole uh, controversy, never followed him around like the Patriots kind of did. Um, definitely, Co- obviously Kobe, LeBron, you could put in there, and Derek Jeter for sure. Derek Jeter's like the poster boy for uh, baseball for that era. I uh, I would agree. I would definitely agree with you. How do you how did you feel about Kobe though? What was your like? Where was he in in your favorites to watch? You know, we're both we're both from New York, bo- born and raised. A lot of times we couldn't really see Kobe, but I mean, also on the flip side, you could say that these dudes would play like thirty nationally televised games because it was the Lakers and because yeah. he's you know he's a marquee name. He's one of the the best players in NBA history in our generation. So how where was Kobe as far as like where he ranked for you, just like across the board? Um, personally, he was never my favorite player. I always had other favorites. Um, but Kobe was different than everybody else. Cause he had like a certain attitude towards him. He was like a badass guy. He would kill you on that court if he had to. That's what separated him from everybody else. That's why like Kobe is respected by everybody. And like people are viewed as soft when looking at Kobe, you know, I you mean, compare anybody else to Kobe. They're soft. You you kind of got to hit him with the with the greatest bar that you ever spat about the juice and the sauce. You would say Kobe had the sauce, right? Juice and the sauce, yeah. Juice juice expires. Sauce lasts forever. <laughs> I love it. Man. I love it, man. Dude, Kobe. You know the the craziest thing about Kobe, man. And you know, uh, I apologize, guys, if we're giggling and we're laughing. I, I'm I'm the type of person that I like to look at the good in things. You know, like. I like the memories to be something that we remember Kobe for, you know, dropping, dropping 81 fucking points. Like, dude, you yeah, can't even absurd. do that. You can't even do that in 2K, bro. Like, dropping nah, 81 game points. game sliders up. It's still, like, it's still hard to do. It's, like, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, yo, that's crazy. And I know he's had his issues where, like, you know, his off-the-court stuff. He also had his issues that, like, famous game seven, I think it was, with the Suns, where he kind of was like, oh, word? Yeah. This is who's around me. All right, yo, let me see what you guys could do. And he just yeah, like, yeah, where he like just wouldn't shoot. He yeah, just kept passing the ball. Yeah, he was just passing. He's like, all right, yo, everyone's talking shit about me. How like I take all these shots and I have the highest usage rate in the in in the league this year. But it's like this is why I gotta do what I gotta do. So he has. Yeah, he was he was driving an addition off to like Smush Parker. But yo, you can. It, it's crazy how this guy had two Hall of Fame careers. Like. The, the number eight era of Kobe yeah. and the number 24. Which one did you prefer? Um, definitely 24. Um, I couldn't appreciate eight as much because, you know, we were much younger at the time. I'm Fair. two years younger than you are. So I was a little bit younger at the time. Definitely 24. But, you know, the nostalgia thing is cool, eight, you know. But definitely number 24. I'm over 24, Kobe guy. Last couple of things, man. I don't want to keep you too long. You know, this guy, th- this dude... In, in any way, shape, or form was a pioneer of our generation, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this was a guy who, you know, one day, uh, God willing, you and I, we both have kids and then they have grandkids. Like, this is someone that 40, 50 years from now, after they lived a long life, we would be telling our grandkids, like, man, yeah. Kobe was a bad mother effort. Like, that yep. dude was a straight savage, you know? So... To be telling that story now is just really, really crazy to me. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. Um, 
be like it's I, I I try to like there's so many different crazy ways that you could see this the point that point you just mentioned but like it's it's funny because we see this this crazy this crazy determined athlete that'll go to no ends to win in Kobe all these years he retires and then we get a reinvented Kobe the dad Kobe you know sitting courtside with his daughter Kobe and he was just as cool as the other guy in their own ways and um you know, he like reinvented himself and to see it's, it's, you know, it's just really sad to see somebody that means so much just disappear at it, not disappear. Cause you know, his legacy will last forever, but to just, you know, go away from us like that with no warning, you know, it's just really sad. It, it, it hurts a lot. I, I'm really happy that I got you on right now. Cause something just crossed my mind. There's no one that knows about sneakers more than you do from anyone that I know. And oh yeah. Yo, Correct me if I'm wrong. Was he the first to embrace the international markets with sneakers? Like, I know about MJ, but I do feel yeah. like of this modern era, like he was the first to go to China and then he was the first to go over in Europe. And like he would spend the off seasons just like promoting uh, the Black Mamba and, and the Kobe sneakers. Like, what could you say about his his impact in the sneaker game? Because I think. Dude, I really think that like MJ is still relevant to people our age and younger. And I know this might yeah. sound crazy, but all we have to live off of is like Instagram highlights and YouTube. Like I remember MJ, but I, I don't remember 1987 MJ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah. I feel like his sneaker legacy has been so impactful to just like culture, not even sports. Would you say the same about Kobe? Uh, def it's definitely, um, Kobe's sneaker legacy is very interesting because, uh, he, ca he, he came to the league, uh, and he signed with Adidas and, um, it was different. You know, you had Nike, Jordan, you know, these big brands and he signed with Adidas and his Adidas shoes were very, I, I, I mean, I wasn't a fan. Actually, I'm a fan of one pair, crazy eights there. I don't know if you heard of them, crazy eights. Mm-hmm. That's a very popular shoe. It was a Kobe Bryant shoe that he uh, started out Adidas with, and um, but they just got crazier and crazier, and the, it kind of got away. I know a lot of sneakerheads. If you're listening, those space those, he had a pair of shoes, Lamb, that looked like spaceships. They were atrocious, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Adidas. They kind of strayed away from what he was interested in, and he went to Nike and sort of reinvented. Like he reinvented his sneaker series a few times. He started out with just like regular base Harachis that weren't his signature shoe until they got a signature shoe. And they're mostly like, um, not high tops or low tops. They were like mid, mid cut sneakers. And, um, after a while he had a few of those and then he reinvented it and went low top. And that was a trend for a lot of people in basketball, low top shoes. And then that's when he, uh, sort of, uh, went international around that time Yao Ming came in the league and that was the big he was like the big sensation you know the international presence and that's when a lot of people overseas started watching because of Yao Ming and back at that time Kobe was the guy Kobe was the best player in the league so that's what kind of helped him you know <clears throat> man that's so interesting and you're right that is around the time where like Co uh, Yao Ming came over you had like... Manu Ginobili Kobe you had these Tony Parker these guys internationally coming in and Kobe was that guy in the league at the time. So that's, I feel like that's a big reason of why, you know, internationally he was such a, a big deal with his shoes, too. I sent you the picture of him in the Team USA soccer getup. And, you know, yep. he was one of the first big name athletes to really put his, like, arms around the sport of soccer. 
And, you yeah. know, he does have his ties with him. Like, he lived in Italy, and he spoke Italian and Spanish. And yep. he always embraced that side of him. And, you know, not only did he embrace soccer, and, man, like, Neymar scored a goal today, and he put up the 2-4. Uh, Mbappe put up a post about him, the French megastar. But also, dude, you just think of, like, what he's meant to the women's game. Like, not only did yeah. he embrace soccer, like, this dude was the first – I mean, if there's anyone else in mind, feel free to chime in. But I don't remember any other big name athlete like Kobe really being like, "Yo, we gotta pay attention to the WNBA." Also, he would have been a big, a big uh, person in that because of his daughter. I feel if his daughter would have followed basketball and made a career out of it, I feel like him, him himself, could have pushed the WNBA into new heights and uh, you know help them for, go further. If you think about it, because that was her future apparently he always said that she was interested in it yeah man and we do need to mention that uh Gigi, the the oldest was on there and wow that video just popped up now of you know they did you did you know about this how that video was a nets game and you're a yeah. nets fan but yeah i watched it live i watched that clip live you know that uh it, it came out because trey young and a lot of dudes played today in the nba how'd you feel about that did you feel like the nba should have canceled today yeah, 100%. 100%. You had guys crying on the court, coaches. It's, you know, it's rough. It's, it's speaking of my Nets, as crazy as he is, Kyrie Irving just walked out of Madison Square Garden, didn't tell nobody, just left. Okay, we need, <laughs> we, we need to we need to mention, because I just heard that giggle at the end, but all right, there's a running joke in our group chat, because Dylan is a big Nets fan. He's been a Nets fan since, like, when they were in Jersey, right? So Speaking, speaking of the Nets um, and, and Kobe, we were supposed to draft him, uh, but his agent... They made a fake story because they wanted him to go to L.A. They said if anybody other anybody drafts him, he's not going to play. He's going to L.A. The Nets were going to take him. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Also, I mean, the most notable one is when he was like, nah, I ain't going to Charlotte, bro. I'm, I'm not going to that shit bag. We're going to Yeah, them too. <laughs> like, yeah. Nets were even worse at the time. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play for L.A. But all right. Back back to this story real quick. And then, and then we'll, we'll we'll end this little segment. But Dylan's been a Nets fan since Jersey. And this yeah. entire offseason, as you guys know, I'm a Knicks fan. And Impy, who used to be on the show, Boss, who used to be on the show, we're all Knicks fans. And Dylan would just be like, yo, no one's going to the Knicks. And we would just call him a hater. And, you know, he enjoyed all the gifts of of Zion and KD and Kyrie and Knicks gear. And then nothing happened. So yep. there's, there's just a running joke where uh, – Kyrie Irving, he's you know he's a little cuckoo, right? Like he's he, crazy. He's literally crazy. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. Like you don't know. And, and nowadays with player empowerment, a dude signs for 180 million, and then in six months are like, yeah, I'm not happy. And like me and Dylan are, are working like peasants, and we're like, yo, what we would do to not, not have to work for a fraction of that? <laughs> yeah, like one percent of that. So, My God. So there's like a running joke that we always need to check in on Kyrie's happiness, and you know, I I do want to bring a little light to that situation. But, you know, today, what Dylan mentioned, like, yo, bro, he just disappeared from the garden. Did you hear anything about that? Like, as to why? I, what happened? As to why he just, like, dipped? Um, well, I guess they put two and two together. He, uh, You actually pointed it out to me earlier. He was very close with Kobe. I read somewhere that Kobe and him were, like, could, um, well, not best friends, but really good friends. And uh, he was in MSG when, when the news broke. So, I guess he just got up and left and... Didn't say nothing, and they put two and two together, and they said he needed time to, to you know, think about what happened. 
So Kobe has been on record saying that that's his favorite player in the league to watch. Not so much. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there's his favorite player in the league to watch. There was the famous clip of Kyrie when he went to Team USA, like right out of Duke. And he, he challenged him, he right? He challenged Kobe, and Kobe was like, bro, I'll put up 50K right now. Like, you can't you can't do everything that you're saying. So there was like a big brother, little brother thing. And also, apparently, I, I, it wasn't a blue check that said this, going back to what we said earlier before about like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of the validating a source. But it was a tweet that got like over 300, 400 retweets and shit and thousands of likes that when Kyrie hit that shot in game seven against the Warriors, the first person he faced on was Kobe. Yeah, it's big. So that you could tell if that was the case, that relationship is really, really, really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, man. It's I still I still can't believe it. I still see people posting and I just can't I can't I don't know, I can't believe it. Would you say this is the biggest shock in our our lives as sports fans? Like my mom was around when Thurman Munson passed away. Did you yeah, know? I heard about that. So Thurman um, Munson was like a, a an iconic catcher for the New York Yankees, and that dude like died in his prime, I guess you could say. And my mom was telling me like, she's like, obviously because there was no internet in the seventies, it, it wasn't as impactful as it is now because of how like quickly you know it's a wildfire like shit just spreads so fast. But mm-hmm. man, I can't think of anything this crazy in in sports. Like yo, Kobe. <laughs> I talk about we talk about it all the time with soccer players. Like, yo, you know you're lit, and like Team USA needs a dude to be addressed by one name. Like, he's Kobe. He's not Kobe Bryant. Like, no one calls nope. him. It's Kobe. Just it's, Kobe. It's Messi. It's Neymar. It's like, yeah, he's just Kobe. Yeah, there like nothing. Nothing could uh could even come close. I'm trying to think, and it's nope, not not even close. It's it's a shame. I'm at a loss for words, to be honest. I try to talk about it, and I'm just sitting here like, "What the hell happened?" Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really ridiculous, man. Like this dude, you know, he won a he he's won an Oscar. Like he was going into filmmaking, which is crazy. Like I heard Spike. Have Lee. you seen his uh, his documentary, Dear Basketball? I have, and I plan on watching it again. Because if you watch it again, it means a lot more now that he's gone. It hits a lot differently. That's the that's the sentiment that everyone's echoing right now on social media. Everyone feels that way, like what you just mentioned. Oh man, yeah. sad it day. Hits sad. And the crazy part is, we talk about his accomplishments. He isn't even in the Hall of Fame yet. Yo, okay, that's the last thing I want to end on for real because I didn't even think about that, and then you just wrote in all caps in our group chat. You were like. Oh my God! He couldn't even give his speech, which you knew was going to be absolutely ridiculous. Yep. This it's summer, sad, you know. This you summer, devote your. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's good. This this summer, I think, was when he was going to be eligible to to be in the Hall of Fame, and I mean, shit, he was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions asked. Yeah. It uh, it's sad. You put you devote your whole life to this, and that's like you know the, that's the stamp on the career, and he didn't even get to experience that. I mean, they'll they'll induct him anyway. His family will be there, but it's way different now, you know. Yeah. Well, Dill, I appreciate it, man. You're the man. Thanks for uh, coming on, spreading the moment. Thanks for taking your time. No problem. I just want to mention one thing before I go. Yeah, good. It has to do with Kobe. I forgot one part about the sneakers. Me being such a sneakerhead, and I know a few sneakerheads probably listen to your podcast, and they might get upset if I didn't mention how uh, later in his career, when he tore his Achilles. 
Kobe was out for a long time. And when he came back, they had to give him the new signature shoe. And this was a big thing with like the sneaker culture. Um, because he tore his Achilles, he couldn't wear low-top shoes no more, really. So he reinvented the wheel, basically, and went super high, high tops. You know how, like, boxing shoes look, like, really high? Mm. Yes, and yes. And he went, he went with a shoe like that. And on the shoe that he, the, the foot that he tore his Achilles, it was a special, uh, there was, like, five stripes, I believe, going up the ankle to signify, to, you know, to represent the Achilles tear. And, um... It was a weird look at first, but the shoe became such a hit, and my, I have three pairs, actually. It's one of the greatest sneakers ever made. Like, literally one of the best basketball-related sneakers ever made. And it was such a hit, and I had to throw that in there. I couldn't forget. The Kobe 9s reinvented the wheel. Damn, that's fire. I love that little tidbit, man. That's why I had uh, to throw it in there. I couldn't keep going without it. You get yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, of course. Come on now. You're the sneaker, and I put you over <laughs> like you're Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. You could have not dropped that gem. But, yo, uh-huh. Dill, real quick, man, where can they find you if they want to show you some love on social media? Maybe they see your sneaker collection. Uh, they can find me on Twitter um, at uh, D underscored Alibrandi, A-L-I-B-R-A-N-D-I. And on Twitter, I'm just at straight, no spaces, nothing, D-A-Alibrandi, D-A-L-I-B-R-A-N-D-I. That's really confusing, right? It's all right. I'm going to have everything uh, in, in the description in the bio. I got to make it shorter or something. We'll, we'll work on it for next episode. <laughs> all right, my man. I appreciate you, bro. No problem, Lamb. Thank you. All right, guys. So as you've heard me say in the past, I feel like if you if you could be honest about your team or if you know your team really well, I think it could be a very valuable asset to your knowledge of that team. And... uh a guy that I've gotten to know over the years through Twitch more than anything, my guy Dilly, and uh, we're going to wait to plug all the Twitch shit at the end, but uh, Dilly, welcome welcome to the show, man. I know you've been, uh, you've been a fan of the show for a while. We've talked on many, many different times and different outlets, but uh, say what up to the people, man. So, man, I mean, I mean, my wife is better at circumstances to be here, but... Right, I... Uh, you know, so Dilly, just to give you guys a background, he's from L.A. He's a Laker fan, as he mentioned. I uh, wish it was different circumstances. But, you know, one of my things is I like uh, these emergency pods. Um, I mean, this is the second time that I'm doing one. And as you could tell by the intro, there was no excitement to do this one because this is a very uh, sad day, not only in, in Lakerland and the NBA community. I, I just think Dilly across the world, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody knows the name Kobe Bryant. I mean, like, it's iconic. Like, you know the number 2-4, you know purple and gold, you know Kobe Bryant. Yeah, uh, he entered, you know, what I've always said about, like, soccer players. You know you've made it when you've entered the one-name category, like Ronaldo, Maradona, Messi. It's like, he's just Kobe. Like, no one calls him Kobe Bryant. Like, he's just Kobe, you know? So, uh, you're born and raised a Laker fan, right? Yeah, luckily, luckily I wasn't born into the Clipper fan. I mean, a little different story now, but growing up, I mean, there were no Clipper fans growing up, bro. Let's put it that way. So, what, dude, what was it like um, seeing a guy like that? Like, as a Knicks fan, we haven't had a dude <laughs> of uh, this caliber, this kind of impact play for my team. Shit, I think, you know, I tweeted out earlier today. I mean, this is the most time I've spent on my phone in a really really long time and you know like for for my how old are you by the way uh, i'm 25 okay so we're roughly the same generation uh-huh. um i'm um, i'm talking 
to someone that I'm three years older than. So like we grew up watching the same dudes. Yeah, like, we saw the same players. Like I, I think the Mount Rushmore of our generation, bro, is it's Jeter, it's Kobe, it's LeBron, and it's Brady. Yeah, it's hard to argue anybody off that. So like, what was it like? What did he what What did he mean to LA? Well, first of all, we were spoiled because you didn't really know what you had until it was gone. But, every, I mean, well, every year you kind of just expected a championship kind of mentality as, like, a Laker fan. And it kind of sucks because, like, being a Laker fan, like, we have some of the worst fan base. It, it kind of sucks. But because uh, every year, you know, it's kind of like we're going to get everybody, and I felt like that kind of started with that. But, like, dude, just having Kobe was, like, Every time he was on the court, you just every time he went for a shot, it was something that you just expected to go in. Like you never knew what he was gonna do, which is what I think made him one of the greats. Like whenever he had something in the ball, you could almost see like the fear in the defender's eye when it was going up against him. Oh man, I'm reading more and more about this stuff. Uh, you know his uh, <laughs> his uh, daughter Gigi was on the flight with him as well. Um, you know, it turns out that there was nine people on the flight. They're still trying to figure out who the other people were. But you mentioned something about, like, his, his impact on the city and, you know, you guys being spoiled, not knowing what you had until it was gone kind of thing. He also was <laughs> yeah. one, he's one of the few I mean, guys, like, you know, Derek Jeter left the Yankees and, you know, he's kind of been MIA. You know, like, he barely, he barely goes back to Yankee games. He barely, you know, I know he's involved with the Marlins and whatnot, but... Yo, Colby's been, like, everywhere. He's still an ambassador to the game. Well, then, like, the two different personalities, you know, like, uh, just, like, Kobe's always been kind of outspoken in that, like, they were killers in different senses, you know, Jeter and Kobe, like, different mentalities. But you could tell that Kobe was always going to kind of have, like, a foot in the NBA in some way or the other. He was still at games. He was still showing love to players and, even when he was out of the league, you could tell every time a player saw him, they would always come up and give him respect. People were always coming up to the sideline. and kind of Even even when you would see LeBron would come over and kind of, you know, because they always had that Kobe and LeBron rivalry in that career. But even at the end, it was all love between them. But, like, dude, like, I got a Laker flag above my bed. And you imagine how many Laker flags are above uh, a ton of beds and in, in not just L.A., but around the world. Like, I got I have two Kobe jerseys in my closet. I have Kobe plaques on my wall. Like, it hit, like I, I couldn't believe it. I was laying in bed watching a movie, and I went on Twitter, and the first thing I saw was that TMZ article, and, like, my stomach dropped because it, 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 I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Like, I mean, the, one of the, even the crazier things is, like, this guy's not even going to get to see himself get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I uh, I didn't even think about that. I think this summer is when he'll be eligible, and obviously, without question, first ballot Hall oh, of Famer. First ballot, one hundred percent. Yeah, but my buddy Dylan in our group text, I actually just um, I told uh, I told the guys this in you know my my big group chat, my friends and I, I sent them to that, and you know a lot of them were like, oh, it's TMZ, like let's wait for a, a real source. It's like, nah, bro, you know TMZ, I think. I think over the years, they've become a really credible source. Like, it's no longer, like, a BS source. Um, That's also a pretty hard thing to get wrong. Like, I, I know TMZ was kind of made fun of throughout the years, but that's one that they probably made, they made sure was correct before they put out. 
Right, but I also think oh, to your to your point that they've over the years they've become a legitimate source where if, if it comes from TMZ it's I probably believe it more than a lot of other outlets, you know. And I think the thing with the with the Kobe thing, man, just last night I was just like all over social media he's congrat he's hitting LeBron with the congrats on passing him for the all-time scoring list. His his last social media posts on Twitter and Instagram are congratulating LeBron on passing his scoring. I mean, like, there's there's posts of a few weeks ago. There was a, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a car accident in Newport Beach, and Kobe got out and was making sure everyone was okay. And, uh, you know, he was making sure that people were good until, like, paramedics arrived on scene. And, you know, people, throughout the years, he definitely got a lot of smack talked on him. But I think, I think it was one of those players that everybody hates him unless he's on your team kind of a deal, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like you kind of got to respect him, but I mean, I think his resume speaks for himself. He's definitely one of the greats, but it's, it's crazy to think that like the dude was what 41, like it, it's a tragic loss. Yeah. I want to stay a little bit though with the, like uh, his, his accolades are well documented, right? Like we, we know all about that, but it did feel as if it turned into a, you know, when Kobe went through what he went through uh, with the Colorado stuff, it really seemed like that's when Laker fans kind of put their arms around him and were like, yo, this is our guy. Like, we're going down with the ship with him. And, you know, it was uh, the, the Shaq stuff was also very um, apparent. And people really got after Kobe for that because that was a team that was, you know, iconic to this day there hasn't been a team to three-peat since them and the way the nba is shaping up to be i doubt we'll see that again with you know salary caps and player mobility and dudes being somewhere for six months and then wanting to get traded you know like the warriors are the last team to have a legitimate chance at it granted it was just last year but you know there's such turnaround in in the sport and in all sports but what would you say was uh your favorite moment of kobe there's a lot. Uh, you want me to tell you mine while I while <laughs> while you think about it because I kind of just yeah go ahead. I kind of just threw you under the bus there. So, granted, this is this is someone who I would see Kobe a lot despite living in New York because I am a league pass guy. But also, you know, it's the Lakers, it's the big brand, and they have countless games on national television. But Dude, it was one game that I didn't get on national television. I got it because it was a local game, and they're playing the Nets. And I tweeted this out before, but he's he's about to shoot a free throw. It's ninety-two to ninety, and he's talking shit to Gerald Green, who you know, career journeyman. I think he made an All Star game one time when he was with like the Bobcats, but you know, it's, it's Gerald Green. He's like a C minus level NBA player, and. Him and Kobe are just drawing back and forth, and he's like, "Yo, I bet you five hundred grand I'll hit this free throw because it was ninety two ninety, and then Kobe just buries that free throw. And he's drawing back at him, just calling him a bitch and a hoe, and it was just like, oh man, oh man, that just showed you like, yo, that's just a different breed, man. Respect his gangster, respect his legend. Like Kobe was just born different. He really wanted to snatch your soul from you, and." You know, there's always the comparisons between Michael Jordan and LeBron, Jordan, LeBron, uh, Jordan, Kobe, you know, like those three guys. But, you know, Kobe was closer to Jordan from like a skill set than like what LeBron was, I would say. Yeah, I mean, like 
I probably have a few. I mean, obviously, you got the 81-point game. That's def- That's got to be up there just for, like, just history. But, like, I, I mean, the Achilles tear going out there and shooting the two free throws um, just to kind of show that, that that's, a fu- that's a warrior, man, to just go – to not know what you did. Obviously, he knew that something was wrong. But to tear your Achilles and walk out there and hit your free throws, yeah, I mean, it, your arms work fine. But that's still pretty tough to go out there and hit those. Um, one of them is probably in his later years was when uh, they uh, when they had one of those busted teams when they were trying to just string together a lineup to get Kobe a ring. You know, when they were trying to sign Steve Nash and Dwight Howard before he decided to be Dwight Howard and now. And I think they were playing the Raptors and they were down and he was the only one making those shots it was like he made like four or five consecutive three-point shots in overtime over the Raptors and he was getting like double and triple teamed but I mean you go back and there's buzzer beater after buzzer beater there's just too many moments man I think but some I think some of my most favorite moments man are just like you said I think the smack talking is some of the funniest that people don't understand is like he was one of the biggest shit talkers, and it was so funny hearing because he would just clamp people. Yeah, and he was he was one of the first guys to really, um, not I wouldn't say the first guys, but he's one of the few guys that was really a boss on both ends on the floor too. Like I feel as if a lot of times people forget just how good Kobe was defensively, and there were times where, you know, he. I don't want to compare him to Melo. And you know, don't don't jump through the, the the call right now and strangle me. But but like as a Knicks fan, anytime Carmelo would play like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, the Kobe's of the world, he would he would elevate his play. But like Kobe, when the chips were down, and you know, like he might not be Ding up someone all game, but like you know, last four minutes they're they're up four and they need to protect the lead. He'll like really put the clamps on someone. Yeah, and there's not many guys that you know who the ball is going to in the end game, right? Like you want the ball in their hands. Like you know, you know Kobe's taking the shot, and yeah, he may miss it, but you want that guy on your team who's going to make that game winner. And I've watched, I've watched him miss a lot, and I've watched him make a lot. So, but at the end of the day, man, it was just, it was, it was just a treat to get to watch him through all those years, and it was my whole life. I mean, when we were kids growing up, it was. You know, we're in elementary school, middle school, and, you know, you act like you're, you know, the Lakers versus, you know, the Celtics. And it's like, oh, you know, like, you know, who's going to be Kobe today or who's going to be Derek Fisher or whatever. Like, every, you know, you know, L.A., everyone's still got Kobe jerseys on. It's going to be like that forever. There's murals everywhere in L.A. of Kobe, man. It's just going to get bigger. I think another thing that needs to be mentioned about him is how, He's one of the first NBA guys to really embrace the women's game, and he's been yeah. out, he's been outspoken. And look, I, I know he had Gigi, uh, rest in peace to her as well, and to everyone else that was affected by this uh, plane crash. You know, there, there's still a couple of names that are undisclosed and we don't know about. But you know, it, he really led by example for being like a father figure too. Like he really embraced the women's game because he knew that if he was going to shit on women's basketball in the WNBA, then, you know, how can you then turn to your daughters and be like, yeah, you know, you could play professional basketball and whatnot. So I think 
him embracing the women's game and being very vocal about it and being very outspoken saying that we should welcome the game and embrace it with open arms. I think that's going to be a big part of his legacy as well. Yeah, it's just it's one of those guys you never it's it's just life, man. You never you never know when your time is going to be up and I think it's just, it's it's one of those guys that since it's like you said it's the name Kobe, no one expected this to happen. This is one of those those I guess you know, I hate to say celebrity death, but like I've never seen I guess Twitter explode like this crazy. I mean, my my uh, my mom, who doesn't give any shit about sports, was like heartbroken because, you know, she grew up in LA and was like, it, she knew who Kobe was. Yeah, my dad. Um, my dad growing up, uh, in Greece, he was a Laker fan. Uh, just because, like, in Greece, it was just the only team that you would see. You know, like overseas um you know you couldn't get a tuesday night blazers lakers game so you would have to wait until the nba finals to see nba basketball and you know my my dad is 53 so he grew up in the 80s and 80s basketball was literally the lakers and the celtics every year so loved magic johnson and always just had a soft spot for the lakers and uh he was a big kobe guy you know he loved kobe he loves lebron but with Kobe, he was just saying like, man, now he's he's closer to MJ than than LeBron is. You know, LeBron was more of a Magic Johnson type. That's all. That's what my pops would say. Yeah, I mean, one of the other things too that I loved about Kobe was, you know, if you weren't getting your shit right on the team, he would come up to you and tell you there wasn't any like, you know, he didn't really sugarcoat anything, which I really liked with the younger guys. But he would also take you under the wing. He was really good about taking a younger younger guys and kind of helping sculpt them and bring them in. And it really sucks that, you know, not having that. Obviously, he hasn't been on the team in many years at this point, but it just sucks, like, you know, my whole life, man. Just, it's crazy. Like, it's still, it still doesn't feel like it's, like, it's, like, it, it's, uh, this is really happening. Yeah, man, sad day. Uh, just watching highlights on Twitter right now as we're recording, just people, um, you know, every team has taken a 24-second violation, and then the other team has done the same as well. Um, you know, Mike Breen, the Knicks guy, he really had a nice uh, nice little speech about how, you know, it's hard to uh, to play in a game like this. It's hard to get going. You know, he doesn't feel like broadcasting and how a lot of people don't even want to play today. But, you know, it's going to be a day that no one's going to forget, man. And it's crazy. It's sad. <laughs> Did you see who the Lakers play next? Yeah, they play the Clippers on Tuesday, right? Yeah, so that's going to be a very interesting game. With the, uh, that's an all-L.A. crowd, so that's going to be a very interesting game, what they do. I'm sure it's going to be a big ceremony for that. Um, but I saw a video, man, Tyson Chandler was over there crying. I mean, there's still plenty of teammates that Kobe played with. There's guys throughout the league. I mean, I'm sure when the Pelicans play, there's you know, you got Brandon Ingram, you got uh, uh, freaking, uh, uh, what's his name, Josh Hart and them. They played with Kobe. There's still some guys, even Julius Randle and the Knicks, like they played with Kobe. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's gonna be a rough couple of days. And I just think that moving forward, it's going to be one that's not going to be forgotten. You know, a lot of times, um, especially like on social media and the sad reality is that things happen and then people just move on for it within the next couple of days. But uh, I definitely feel like this one is, you know, this was 
this was supposed to be a guy, man, that one day when when me and you and everyone listening, that's our demographic, our age group, we have kids and we have grandkids. And, you know, 40, 50 years from now, when a guy like Kobe passes away, it's like we're telling our kids and our grandkids like, man, Kobe used to be a savage, you know, like way, way too soon. And, you know, I really feel like uh, Jay Williams had a awesome tribute. I've tweeted it out. I've posted it on my Instagram as well that a lot of times the, the the petty shit don't matter, man. You know, the petty shit that you have with your friends, someone that you got into an argument with, a family member you don't talk to no more, um, just an interaction on Twitter. End of the day, it just doesn't matter. Like, just let that shit go kind of thing, you know. So, Dilly, man, uh, any, any other things you want to share? I know I kind of called you spur of the moment. I appreciate you hopping on. I, I don't have words, man. I mean, just you know, obviously my thoughts and prayers go out to Kobe's family. I mean, I'm very sad for the the wife. She not only did she lose her husband, but she lost one of her daughters. And I think if I read correctly, that uh, I'm pretty sure she's pregnant with another kid, which is very unfortunate. Um, so thoughts and prayers go out to them, and you know, just you know, treat everyone nice, man. Don't be a dick. Yeah, that's a fact. Dilly, where can they find you if they want to show you some love, bro? Uh. Just on, uh, you know, Dilly uh, plays on uh, Twitter, and uh, I stream on Twitch at uh, Dilly underscore plays. All right, brother. Thank, thank you. you for having me on here, bro. Nah, no problem, man. I appreciate you coming through, and uh, we'll be in touch as always, brother, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.